You're... <laughs> The originator, none greater. You, 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 you. Nice and easy with the intro this time. You didn't hurt nothing coming in. I know. I Came know. in smooth. How y'all doing out there? I am 4K for the stress podcast. Um. <laughs> God damn it! All right. Okay, let's get the, sh- the important shit out the way. All right, follow the show and everything. Well, first of all, welcome back. I'm bugging. I'm highly distracted. I'll, we'll get to that. Um, follow the show and everything for the Stress Podcast. Frankie's here. How you doing, brother? Hey, Boogie's back from Hub Ventures. How you doing, beloved? I'm good. Um, uh, this episode is going to be a little different. Um, I just want to start off by saying anything that you might hear on this episode is um or hear from me specifically on this episode is not a um um fuck i just lost all my words anything you might hear from me on this episode is not a um i really so i'm not laughing i'm just laughing because i'm like this episode is just a little bit different because. All right. Okay. Thank you. Go you, ahead. you got me rolled. Now, this episode is a little different because, you know, I'm going to be saying some things. Now, what you may hear is not a justification for anything. That may offend some of you. It may offend. It may trigger some of you. Anything you might hear from me is not a justification for anything that I may have done. But it's just a conversation that needs to be had about um myself and you know in your stresses and my stresses and being vulnerable and my shortcomings and, and your honesty because the reality is a lot of our stresses come from our inability to be truthful to ourselves so we're gonna have a conversation about um that my, well, my, more specifically, my behavior and things like that, because I've learned within the past ninety-six hours that um, the show is called for the stress. But I've discovered that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing as far as handling my stress. So, um, <laughs> I think talking about them ain't just the thing to do. Something has to be really done. But I think being aware that there's something causing this reaction when it comes to the stress, at least it's the first step. Because if you just recognize that you keep forming patterns Mm -hmm. without understanding what's the catalyst behind those patterns, you can't. It's like addressing the symptoms instead of addressing the disease. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm. So what's the what's the disease? Well, Whatever I guess is causing the stress, which right. is causing the symptoms of, or causing the the what reaction. Ca- what causes the stress? Well, f- well, for me, um, well, I think well, my my stress is complicated, so we can unpack all of that. But my inability to properly handle my stress 
causes me to make terrible fucking decisions that hurt the people around me. More, more specifically, the ones that I care about the most. Mm. So, um, you know, we're just going to talk about that because um, what good am I if you can't learn from my own shortcomings? What am I? What am I here for if you can't learn from what I didn't do, or what I'm not doing, or what I'm learning to do? So. With all that, you know, a boogie's gonna take the lead, and we can um, kind of roll from there. So, yeah. A boogie. Oh, I have the floor now. Stop staring over the screen. <laughs> like a creep. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe we can start with each of us starting with one thing or one minor stress, and perhaps how we react to them. Because I mean, we all. I'm also victim of not necessarily reacting to my stresses properly. Um, I'm a lash outer. Um, For example, uh, I don't like being called defensive. Defensive is a trigger word for me. It's been a trigger word for me my whole life. I think it goes back to the fact that my mother used to call me defensive and it's not a my mother hurt me situation. It's just something that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And as such, when I'm called defensive, I go off. And I mean, not only does, do, I, do I go off, and it's not necessarily a stress, but it does end up causing me stress because I did this thing to somebody who probably didn't mean me harm. And I've now cut them and hurt them in a way that I can't, you can't retract that. It's just a, what it is what it is. And now I feel horrible because at my base, I never want to hurt the human condition because the human condition is so fragile recognizing that if you call me defensive i feel attacked i'm going to go ham see that wasn't the space for you to judge me <laughs> it was, it wasn't judge. i wasn't judging i wasn't judging i, I think um well in, in addition to that i've um over the years like you know i've talked about my mental health issues um before and what I've learned about myself um, between my stints in therapy that I have a terrible reaction to when I'm feeling overwhelmed that I'll just shut the fuck down. And instead of talking to people who are there to help me, I will do things that essentially aren't good. It's like... You know, um, whether it's talking to other women or whether it's abusing substances or whatever the case may be, like I've I've always shut down in that way and not dealt with my issues. And you know, I've I've it's been like, and and it's weird because you know, as a 31 year old man. Uh, father of two you would expect me to kind of like nah nigga you should know better but that shit that's an unrealistic expectation and it's unrealistic because we're always in a state of evolution and that kind of first of all let me backtrack we should stop putting this kind of these kind of pressures on each other period 
but particularly as it pertains to, and I am not necessarily caping, but I, I want to stop and let's unpack just in general how we teach men how to deal with their emotions. Being overwhelmed is a feeling. And it's these, it's the, there are these sorts of things that we're not teaching because we're just taught in general to deal with it. Right. And I think even with that, like as a coming, like my, my history, like, I, okay, I guess we have to get into it. Like my history is um, my family isn't, my family's very prideful. I'm saying like we don't really share things with each other until one of us explodes. And I was I wasn't I wasn't necessarily taught how to express myself. Um, no, I'm lying. My mother always stressed to me like you know if you could you could come talk to me you could come talk to me, but I never un- grasped that concept fully to be like yo listen this is what's going on with me. I will always have thoughts of um just like high anxiety depression and shit like that for years but i've always bottled it in until i've reacted violently or reacted in a way to hurt someone that i was with and like you were saying earlier like i always feel horrible afterwards and now i'm at a point to where it's like because it's a cycle because it's a a pattern that I'm, I I have to put more effort into um, understanding the root of that. Now, um, I was in therapy maybe like close to a year ago. It was a short stint. I think I did like maybe six weeks in therapy, just because I had a breakdown. And in therapy, you know, um, the therapist was I can't remember your name, but shout out to you. But you know, she t- she helped me kind of unpack those things that I kept bottled up, but at the same time, like I thought, okay, I'm cool, I'm good, I got a grip on it. Until I realized recently, I don't. Because your habits, like let me let me back, again, let me backtrack again. For Jay and I have been friends since our ages ended in teen. So we've been friends a long time. We've known each other a long time. Um, And admittedly, he's seen me at some of my worst. Like some things I wish I could take back. Some of my reactions I wish I could take back because I was under my own stresses with the person I was dating. With that said, knowing him or, you know, knowing of him, he's always been an extremely private person. So I think that is kind of also going into our personalities are, are built on our habits and our personas. For me, I've, I grew up in a very open house, almost to a fault. So it was kind of like, just say it, just, just get it out, just say it and whatever happens, however things happen, they happen. However, wherever the chips may fall, may fall. And that has sometimes been to my detriment. So yeah, see, I, I wasn't, I know that was there, but again, because of my because of my family dynamic, like even now, like I love my brother to death, but like he don't talk to me, and that's not like 
It's we, not like because he's mad. It's right. Just, it's just we don't really share that part. Like I like you were saying, like how men are and vulnerable. Why you think that is. This is because how we came up. Like my mother. How'd you, how'd you come up? Like my mother was very prideful. She was very private. Like I never knew what she was so going y'all through. Y'all feel like y'all followed. After right. That. Right. Well, All right. So because to. of that. So because of that, you not supposed to talk about. Well, it's all lives. Right. It's, it's, it wasn't. How you feel about your lives. Well, it, it, not necessarily that, but it wasn't like. Was, like to an extent. It wasn't like the, the first, like, you know how you, like, a boogie said, um, you know, her family was open. Like, they could just talk. Like, we were, we were never, like, just talk. Okay. It would always it have to be, like, something happens to where one of us explodes and then it's like okay well, what's going talk, right? right all right so here's the thing uh so you you don't talk unless you need to talk right unless there's a problem there could be nothing wrong with that true right? but at this but at the same time when you are um when especially when it, especially when it comes to relationships and when for me, when I don't talk to my partner, mm-hmm. it's harmful. It's harmful. It's true. And I'll tell you why. Because the more time you spend away from someone, the more of a stranger they become. They live their lives. Let's say, you know, your partner goes away for two two months because they got a job somewhere. They're gone for two months. They come back. They're going to talk about the experience. Two months ain't crazy. But some people really are right next to each other and don't speak for years. Right. And, I, and, and I th- they could be right next to each other because they just both going through shit, secrets build on secrets, and then they just stop communicating. And then when they do communicate, it's right. bullshit. And, it, and I think it took a long time for me to be vulnerable in that way. And I'm still learning how to be vulnerable in that way because um, I guess it's just this time i'm still learning that aspect of myself i'm still kind of under getting to know yourself. yeah i'm getting to know myself but it's like i said it's harmful because it hurts someone else and also how do you define when is when something is serious enough to talk about and when something isn't because if something's you know serious to me that may not necessarily be serious to him or you right. so then it becomes a you have to even communicate what's serious and what's not serious okay i mean can you talk about a bunch of shit if you trust and love that person you sh- yeah ideally yes yeah right like ideally. yo yo what's up yo this motherfucker was wild at work get the fuck out of here blah, blah, blah. and by the way but see, i want see, a divorce no but see you see, know my, or, my my problem is when um i when it's a situation where i have to kind of express my innermost thoughts i just won't and I'll wait until I do some dumb shit and then it's like, well, it was because of da 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 da. Right. But you know that's something you decided to do. I know. And that's kind of and that's what And I what do you feel it. in that moment? When you re- when you realize you've made that mistake already? Well, it's a mixture of guilt, it's a mixture of It's one word. Regret. Yeah, of course. Regret. That's course. it. The biggest thing in life, you could work and have all the money, have all the success, all of that shit. When you're in your deathbed and mm-hmm. you realize you're about to die, that it's all over. You're not going to sleep. Mm-hmm. You're going, you dying. That's when regret kicking in like 95% of the people who are able to speak mm-hmm. before they die. 
is they talk about a list of every regret. And here's the thing, they remember every single one. It's never a moment where they're like, yo, you know what? Yo, I should have I should have kissed that girl. Well, this oh, I should have asked my wife to marry me. Well, this this well, let me cut you off. Like, and this is why, because of that, and because I don't want to continuously make this a habit for myself, I don't want to live my life in that manner. You right, you get sick and tired of it. Right, but here's then Trying. you come to another realization that the, what got you there is a behavioral right. habit. Right. So now I'm at a point where I'm trying to un- understand my behavior and correct it because, like I said, I don't know how to handle my stress. Well, we got to, yeah. I mean, going yeah. back to the original point the, or the original question, what is it, what's the thing that is causing the stress? Because your reaction is a reaction. Right. It's of trying to avoid getting to the point where you have to react. That's the point. Right. So let me. All right. So let me just give um, give you a little background about my mental state. Like I've dealt with um, anxiety and depression for a very long time. Right. This is not anything different from anyone else. I'm not saying that this is worse than anyone else's. But for me, because I am a private person, because I keep things to myself for longer than necessary because I'm an overthinker those things compound and I tend to make situations bigger than what they are and I tend to stress about things more than what they need to be because of because of my high level of anxiety there's always a voice in the back of my head like you're gonna fuck this up no 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 no. you're gonna fuck this up no matter how high my self-esteem is at that given moment that voice is always there saying no you're, you're gonna fuck this up where does that stem from what, what's the origin of that voice of that you're gonna fuck this up aside from the pride thing because that's not prideful no that's not prideful it's it's i've dealt with issues of self-worth and self-doubt but where did that come from probably from shit shitting me I'm not even sure at this point it could be stemmed from situations with my biological father of feeling like yo um and this is not like yo I got daddy issues but that could be a, a cause for it of feeling like I'm not never I'm not I'm not worth enough or I'm, I won't be worth enough like a, a therapist told me long ago like your behavior suggests that you feel like you don't deserve love or you don't deserve affection or things like that because with my behavior and what it does it isolates people who care about me from me i unintentionally i unintentionally push people away from my behavior and then when i realize what the fuck i did then it's like damn i didn't mean to do that i didn't like fuck i didn't mean to push you away but because of my behavior because of um, my actions I do that and I've realized that I'm extremely self-destructive like to the point where it's and you're deciding to do so at right. some point it is a choice right it is, and, and, that, and that's that's my issue it's a choice like, but here's why it's such an easy choice to make because it's the safest thing you feel like you have to do when you're scared right and that's what I'm trying to break out of because I feel comfortable in that chaos and I and I shouldn't. 
you it you're again you're comfortable because it's the it's the best feeling right thing to do when you're not safe or when you feel like you're not safe so the minute you feel unsafe you jump to this habit because it's that's what makes it a habit right and it's something i know what is it then that's what I'm trying to figure no, out, bro. I'm talking, <laughs> about, I'm talking about the reaction, the, the action. The actions are something he knows. I know. So it makes it really easy to go back to there. pinpoint. It's, it's like, right. an, like, right. like what we talked about before. It's like an addiction. Right. You're addicted. Because, I mean, habits and addictions, they go hand in hand. They're, they're opposite sides of the same. Absolutely. Right? Your yeah. habits, you become a habitual addict. Right. You know what I mean? It's, of course. Yeah. After a few times, it becomes a part of you. Chain smoking. Just, yeah, exactly. Food, Chain smoking. Food, food, anything, drugs, you name it, alcohol. Right. You do it enough times, you you create a habit, the habit becomes an addiction. Right. And that addiction, in this case, is put into an emotion. Right. Catching and intercepting it during that process mm-hmm. is the key to figuring out what the fuck to do. Exactly. Because and here's then, the thing, you're doing one thing, mm-hmm. you have to begin by doing another Right, but I've like you like you were saying, Bucky, because it's it's a habit. I'm comfortable in that level of selfishness because I'm like, well, fuck it, it's all it's all gonna go to shit anyway, so I might as well go yeah. all the way. And then you're not ready to change. And here's the and reality: that's okay. the the reality is when you decide to change, it's not a temporary fix. It's not a band aid. And here's another thing: don't do it because of any other reason other than you wanting to do it. Because That's now it. you feel like you're pressuring yourself to change, and, also, and change has to come willingly. And outside and outside causes for the change, like we discussed, are are temperamental and they're conditional. Changing for yourself, changing because you want to change. That's again an everyday battle, but at least you have yourself as the foundation of your change. Yeah, and you have to realize it isn't a battle. It's you simply understanding that you are the only one that wants to change. And here's how complex that idea is. You feel like you may need to do something because someone convinced you you need to do it. That ain't because you want to do it. You had and a, yeah, and deep down yeah. you understand that that you're, it's like Inception. They don't put somebody else's idea in your dream. Right, mm-hmm. someone you always know the source of everything you really want to do. You know whether you really want to do it, or whether or whether society, or your parents, or your teachers, or your influences or have told been, you. Simply because you were told that was the right thing to do. Right. You know, so in this it. case, you was mentioning your pops. So you are right, figuring out a route. Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm and I'm too, and I'm working towards um, completely. Uh, that's my goal is to c- c- understand, like I said, to understand a behavior. And correct it because right. of the consequences of my actions. I'm tired of hurting people around me. You know what I'm saying? So like, like I've I've dealt with like I, like I was saying before. Like I've dealt with you know the issue, my mental health issues for a long time. Like I've attempted suicide twice in my life. You know what I'm saying? I've you know I've had suicidal thoughts for quite some time. Like I'm not there now. I'm over that, but if I get low enough, it's not that far away. Mm. That is no different than your goal right now. Right, but I'm just I'm just saying that to kind of give a kind of a a, a timeline of where I came from. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like even like having those thoughts, 
and not understanding where they came from initially and then deciding, okay, well, I do need therapy. And then even having a therapy and having that temporary feeling like, oh, I got this. I got this. Do you still go to therapy? No, I don't go to therapy currently. Have you thought about it? I need to. You should. Because therapy ain't nothing fucking crazy. All it is is you talking to somebody who know more about the brain than you do. And it's realty is when you talk about things, you materialize them. So even just getting it out yeah. to somebody who is a kind of an unbiased party is beneficial. It's like talking to a wall, except the wall can actually respond and give you something, some kind of food for thought. Indeed. And you know what? Hearing it out loud mm-hmm. helps. Sometimes you just need to hear yourself say some shit you're right. thinking to realize that you retarded. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah no, real, real shit. That's one and two. The the therapy thing in anyone's defense, who anyone who visits a therapist, it isn't all guaranteed. The therapists themselves have to be a professional and know yeah, how course. to traverse you, so the personality, right? Of course, mm-hmm. but and it, then you know, with me being a black man from the hood, that's not always um, a top priority as far as how we deal with things no it it is it is and even like when i told like even like when i told my family like when i first started going to therapy they kind of was just like um okay if you feel like you need to like there was no real like nobody really understood it like even now like i can probably count on one hand how many people how many friends of mine i can go to when i'm really feeling away because because that conversation is so taboo, I tr- I try to have those. If I try to have those conversations with certain people, all I get is yo, that's crazy, bro. You gonna be good, son. And you know what? What I feel, I need more than that. I need more than this. I need that. I need that back and forth to kind of help me figure out my own thoughts. But I'm at a point now where it's like. I need to figure it out without on my own, I guess. So that's kind of why I'm just talking about it now because um, being this way, feeling like feeling like certain thoughts are can't be defeated is is that shit is terrible. I don't want to feel like a prisoner to my own thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to feel like, yo, I can't get out of this. Like, I'm always going to be this way. Because, like I said, as soon as I do some bullshit, that voice is back like, see, I told you, nigga. I told you it was going to fuck up. I told you. So it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a constant battle that I'm learning that I do need that help and like you were saying Frank like sometimes just saying it out loud will make you and saying it out loud and letting you hear what you're thinking is helpful but again because I've been private for so long because I've just started kind of talking about how I feel recently you know it's still it's still a process even starting this even starting this show was a was a leap into being more open because even though we talk about you know politics and music and shit like that that's still new for me speaking publicly like that speaking into a microphone 
not knowing how someone will hear it or someone will react to it. So, But that's why this show is so important. And that's why even this dialogue right now is so important. Because if it doesn't happen here, we're <laughs> people who are not... Who are not privy or who are not who have not availed themselves to proper emotional reactions who are not allowing themselves to really see themselves for who they are and why they do the things that they do and what has happened to them and questioning things that's why these conversations have to happen because it has to start somewhere somebody has to decide you know what let's talk about this even like I, like I was saying earlier, I've known you for how long? And I know this is hard for you. Because as far as I knew, you were the, the little dreadhead. It, I'm not going to say the word. I'm trying to do better. Come on. Oh, I'm trying to do better. Mm. Come on. Don't have faith. But that's how I knew you. And to see where you've come from and even being willing to avail yourself this way. It's not easy. So are you ready to change because you want to change or are you ready to change because you feel like you're expected to change? No, I, I, I want to. Because really? I, I, Yeah, because I've been this way for way too long. Okay. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be as self-destructive as I've been. So how do you get to the gold? How do you, how do you get to knowing what you got to do to stop this behavioral habit i gotta put the work in you have to what put is the work what does in. that mean what you gotta do what we're doing now having this dialogue the dialogue is good but scary. that don't mean shit when you leave and go do the same thing right so it has to be a continuous thing i've learned i'm learning rather that in the the pursuit of happiness is about the journey mm. it's not about getting to the goal to where i'm cured Right. Because that shit don't exist. Right. It's more about understanding the the the, the ups and the downs and when pardon me, when you're at your low point, how to bring yourself from out of that. I think Frank's question was more along the lines of what's your plan? And you don't have to answer that now. Aside from the plan. Mm-hmm. Because the plan could be you could tell me the plan mm-hmm. and it won't matter. Right. I'll just be like, cool. Right, go right on. Right, wish you the best. It's up to you. You'd only be lying to yourself, right? So what I do is the same energy that you take in saying what the plan's gonna be. You take meditative moments. Mm-hmm. Talking about it is one habit, right? That's something you can do to break out of doing it. You talk about. It amongst your friends. So mm-hmm. opening up this line of dialogue, talking mm-hmm. about it with the people listening, saying, putting it on the table and saying, like, this is something we could all talk about. Mm-hmm. We all can relate to the behavioral habits. Mm-hmm. It all goes down to you going home, sitting in a chair, sitting in your bed, closing your eyes, relaxing and slowing down time to really figure out the problem. Because when you have a problem in front of you, you stop everything else you're doing to figure out how to get through the wall. So you can't be expected to fix one of the biggest problems in the middle of the highway. Right. And I your and life that, and is that's, moving too fast. And I and that's been my that's been my 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 hold up that I'll see that wall and I'll be like, nah, I'll do something else. Right. I, I, you postpone. I'll, I'll postpone it. 
Right. Instead or, you, of, or just don't do it. Yeah. Right. Same, just, same it's same. not even a postpone because postpone means you'll come back you to it. You sweep it under the rug. You I just, do. You look at it and you right. walk away. Right. My thing with sweeping under the rug is that's a habit too. Mm-hmm. So now you got habits on habits on habits on habits on habits. Right. One habit is to do it. Then the next habit is to deal with it later. Right. And it makes <clears> sweep <throat> it under the rug. And it makes me <clears throat> it makes me a hypocrite because I tell you know, I, I never listen to my own advice. Right. I never, I, I give, yo, I tell people all the time, like, yo, you, sh- you got to deal with this. You got to work through it. And I won't listen to my own advice. And at the point I'm at now, like I, like I was saying, I can't do that anymore. So now it's about dealing with getting to the root of it and figuring out what's what. I think um, I, I, I think that that's my that really like you said, what's your plan? That's kind of as far as I got for right now. But that's okay. We don't have like he said. We don't have to know your plan. Right, and it's not. It's not. It's for not us expected. To know. Like it does. It shouldn't matter what I think. I'm not mm-hmm. the one with your problem, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one with my problems, and guess what I do? I go home and deal with them. And when I have a habit that I know I'm... See, there's habits I'm unaware of. That's the scary thing. There's habits you are unaware of. These are the habits you're aware of. If you can't even tackle the ones you're aware of, how the fuck are you ever going to get good enough, wise enough, smart enough, better enough to be able to tackle the ones you don't, you're don't, you not aware of, that you do all the time, that are setting you back every day? And that's, and that's you know, that goes into me, me understanding why I do the things that I do. Precisely. Inner work. Right, inner work. And, and I, guess I what? You got the worst attribute that you say is pride. Pride is the biggest enemy to do this work. So understand that. Aside, and we all have pride. Right, but if right. you're saying you got that kind of pride, this is going to be your biggest challenge because the pride is what's constantly attacked. The pride is that wall. <laughs> the pride is the wall. You just perceive it to be something else. You, you feel like it to be a part of your personality when in reality it's just something you built. Right. So what is pride necessarily? Right. Is pride something you say you have or is pride something people say you have? See, I haven't even figured that out yet. Right. Does it sound prideful? Right. If I say like I'm proud or for somebody, a crowd of people to be like, that's a proud man. Mm-hmm. Which one is more effective? Me saying I'm proud or many saying I'm proud and me never saying I think that depends on who you're talking to. I mean, I think for me, my pride is is rooted in um, feeling like I can do it by myself, knowing that I can. And that that complicates things because I know I need the help, but I won't ask for it. And you say knowing that you can't. Mm -hmm. That's wrong English. No, it's not wrong English. No, because I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong English. I'm saying that's those are words that should not be in your vocabulary. But it is because I've built up this mechanism in my head, whether right or wrong, to where it's like, nah, I'm good. I'll just, I'll just, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. And again, let's be clear because we all, all three of us have our own vices. We all have, we all have our own shit. We right, do. we all different in our own fuckers. We do, we do. This is 
while we're talking to you. This is more like a talking. No, it's talking no, no, I understand. Through, get, I understand. We all have our stuff. <laughs> That's what I was saying. No, no, stuff. absolutely, absolutely, and I think um the idea of um working it out and understanding that's that like I, like I keep going back to it like that's why I'm that's the point I'm at now where it's like I, I can't let this continue the way that it has been for all of this time there has to be a change because again I'm pushing people away that I care about that I love that I will give my life for all for what but in that same in that same token there are days when that voice seems stronger than what's actually going on. What do you say back to yourself when you have those moments? When I had when I have those moments of very low self worth and self doubt, I honestly I kind of just bask in it. I kind of just bask in it. And that and that and that's the and you that's, sit there and just yeah I just watch sit there it and just watch that is it. the right that's meditating, but no but it's more not even meditating it's more like you know how in Get Out where he was falling in a, in, a, in the darkness mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel sometimes that's meditating I'm gonna tell you why meditating ain't got shit to do with relaxing relaxing just helps this process mm-hmm. right when you're relaxed and feel that way mm-hmm. you can think easier mm-hmm. every all the noise is now just there like the matrix mm-hmm. and the truth is that you realize in that moment that you are not your thoughts that's what you become aware of that's meditation because that's a level of consciousness first you're feeling the thoughts then you're aware that you're feeling the thoughts there's a difference but see i'm not even discerning this is not real I'm listen. I'm, I'm. You already ex- have. No, but listen. I'm mm-hmm. accepting that those negative thoughts, those thoughts of you gonna fuck up, mm-hmm. are real. Went, yeah, he, that's. He, he kind of like responds with, yeah, "You right." Right. What I'm, I said. Yeah. I'm, I'm accepting it, and then it's like, well, nigga, you right. So I might as well just go do whatever. That's the habit you've convinced yourself. Right. Thank you. That's the habit. That's what you like to do. That you realize you shouldn't do. That's it, right? You just said it. You just said it. I believe my negative thoughts. Knowing now that your thoughts is just information in your head. You're attaching emotions to them. And then and then not even real information. Because here's the thing. The brain is only meant for two things. Store information and solve problems. That's it. Everything else. Social media. The person I'm fucking. My best friend is taking my money whatever the fuck right it doesn't matter all that shit is superficial store information mathematics english language how to get food and solve problems how to build a house when it's raining how do i get medicine for my sick child actual shit solve problems right anything outside of that is superficial now there's room for more Because those are two easy things to do. But what there's more room for has to matter more than those things. So your kids, absolutely. They deserve a huge space. Now your time and energy 
is more focused and honed in. It's not giving a fuck about your issues, right? The things I have to do. Then you open it up to what else do I really care about? My relationship with so-and-so, then now I give enough of a fuck about this person and I've thought so thoroughly. And that's and that's right there. That, has been, that has been my mistake. I've let those thoughts take top priority over anything else that really matters in my life. There you go. That's and another choice. Right. Right. And you I'm, you are I'm, aware of this right. yourself. Nobody told you this. Right. And you I've come to this conclusion. Right. right. I'm I've like we were talking about addiction. I'm addicted to those negative thoughts. Absolutely. I'm addicted to They feel good, which is odd. They feel good. They feel way too good. I'm too comfortable in those thoughts to where it's like even when it's peaceful in my life, to where everything is good, everything is blissful, I will disrupt that peace because it feels foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like you don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. You didn't work for this. Now, what's the cause of this emotion, right? These thoughts saying, you feel this, you feel this, you feel this. 90% of the time, it could be something else. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, it's fear. Fear of some sort mm-hmm. and fear of some sort rooted in an unexpected place. That's usually the root of a problem. Well, I think now that we're talking about it, that fear could be linked to me. The fear of losing everything, right? Is linked to those thoughts that subconsciously push everything away. So, so when it's so when I'm so when I react in a certain way or when I do shit that I know I shouldn't be doing that causes problems in my life and then I realize shit I shouldn't have fucking did that why the fuck did I do that and then now I've pushed those things that I love away now I'm back to the see you fucked up told right. you you told telling you. yourself right right knowing all along but it was a certain state of mind. That you was in at one point and the other. Obviously, if you're kicking yourself in the ass, there was one side of the scale versus another. What's both sides of the scale? Because to know that enemy, that's that's what you need to do. So what happens when you're your enemy? Well, you everyone's their enemy. Everyone's their own enemy because nobody can ever stop you from doing shit. You stop yourself because somebody else sold you that bullshit. Right. Just because you decide that you're not going to do something. Is that because someone told you you couldn't do it or because you just believe you can? Because I've seen people do impossible shit Mm because they really want to. Right. Or to prove that they can when someone said that they can't. And I think that that fear is. Mass. Not even max. I think that fear is intertwined with an anxiety, with depression it, and it feels so strong sometimes that it's paralyzing. And it's just, again, like 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 I said earlier, it just feels like, well, fuck it. I might as well just do whatever because I'm not going to get out of this. So I might as well just do whatever. And then once everything explodes and everything burns, then it's like, fuck, I know better. It's yeah. And I don't want to be comfortable in that. I don't want to be comfortable in that selfishness and in that feeling like I got to fuck this up so I can feel okay. 
Well, here's that here's weird. Another thing I, too. I I don't want that weird sense of calm after yeah. everything burns. Yeah. You ever you ever fuck without a condom on? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why I got kids, right? You ever fuck with a condom on? Mm-hmm. How many days were you counting before you could have sex without a condom on? Too many. You just wanted to just take that shit off. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's crazy, but hear me out. Right, I'm with you. When you're in the bed with your shorty, and there's something going on, there's always the you know let me let me work it out. Let me try to make this happen. You convince yourself, and she convinces. It's always compromise after compromise until it goes down. That's what it's that's what it's about. Compromise. You compromise your way into the bag, into the situation. It's always a compromise. That's how you get there. You start to say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's a compromise. Being the stronger person and saying, I'm going to, you know, you know what? I don't know. Who runs what? This habit run me. Does this habit define me as a man or what I feel like a man should be? That this vice would control me? This drug, this cigarette, this alcohol, this habit is going to rule me. And it is ruling you. It absolutely is ruling you if it's affecting your life in a major way. Yes, it's got you by the fucking balls. So what's going to be stronger? Your will to do better tomorrow and know that, yo, I could fuck up today. That's the thing about it. We can't be so hard on ourselves. We got to understand that some of the mistakes we make, that's who we are. We got to appreciate us for who we are and love ourselves for who we are, flaws and all. Why we got to shit on ourselves all the time? Start by saying, yo, this is just me. Let me appreciate me for today. I fucked up, but that's me. Tomorrow, I'll we'll try well, again. See, I don't think it's... I'm. Maybe. And I'm saying in general, like no, people I in think, general, yeah, they yeah, so yeah, hard yeah, on themselves. I'm, yeah, that's true. They put their flaws well, I, I think, over um, themselves. I think um, that idea of trying to be perfect, the trying, I think I put too much thought in, into doing the right thing, quote unquote, instead of just But doing being. the right thing as other people have defined it because... I have an issue with that. I have an issue with, you know, I you know I did X Y Z because it's the right thing to do, instead of I did X Y Z because I I believe it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? They're, they are different. Again, it's going to the exterior versus the interior reason for why you do what you do. If you say it's the right thing to do that suggests that somebody told you that this particular thing is the right thing to do versus if you say i you know because i believe it's the right thing to do you've already you you are standing in the conviction of how you define the right thing to do they are different it's what you tell yourself versus what you've been told right and i and i think with with that is um why i've got why i think why it's so difficult 
for me to overcome that is that I've got so comfortable with my demons. Mm. Like I've like I'm, mm-hmm. they live with me. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy because it's easy. because because I've been doing it for so long. Is I get comfortable. Negativity is cheap. It's it's a cheap sentiment, and when it's cheap, it comes easy. So you know how you kill negativity with positivity. It's an easy answer, right? So. The solution isn't always easy, but I'm—I mean this literally. I mean this literally. How you kill negativity with positivity? So you got negative thoughts in your head. You need a dose of positive shit to do in your life, overall. Something that you can feel here when you go out and do it unto the world. Charity. I'm not saying tell people you're charitable, but do charity for you. See how you feel afterwards about your life after you see the good you can do, more so. Taking the time doing good for, you know, whoever you want. That's the that's the lovely part of charity, is that you can give to whoever you like. You don't have to find a homeless person and give them money. That doesn't mean that that's charity. What you can do is find a situation where you can help out and give what you can. That's charity. To balance out the negative. Now I'm not. And I, I'm and not I don't even saying I've, do it for no, but negative I think balance. It, I but think, fuck it, yeah, yeah. Do I it. think for that though, yeah, that's I haven't done enough. But do it genuinely, right? You know, like you, I'm not saying if 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 to balance out the negative vibe, you must do the positive. Then simply just do the positive happily, contemptfully. Just go through with it. You know what I'm saying? And see how you feel. Yeah, it's just it's really all a work in progress. It's just um like I like I was saying, I'm at a point now where it's more like I want to. So I'm invested in trying to figure out the cause of it so I can catch it before it gets out of control. And I think another issue that I've learned about myself is um, you know, I live with my mistakes. I live with my regrets and even the smallest thing because I am a classic overthinker. In any little mistake I make, I'm hammering myself over it for no real reason. But just to but just because I am that critical of myself that that mistake whatever how big or small it's astronomical so you so you take that you take or the already existing issues of of self-doubt and anxiety and fighting depression back and forth like but it's easy it's easy it's easy to just lay down and take the punches and i think i've been doing that for a long time to where it's like all right well fuck it nigga just do your thing we could just stop punching that's really well, I'm, I would, I would, I'm phrasing it in a way where I'm not the one punching. Like I'm talking, I'm talking in a way where those these things in my head are a totally different entity. Like they're not me. That's how I view it. Well, they are you. No, they, they not, yeah. no, they are me. Right. But how I view it is not me. I feel right. it, it's listen. Okay, listen, y'all. It's, I know this sounds wild. It listen, but I just got to give it to you how it is. The the 
negative thoughts, right? No matter how you want to classify them, anxiety, depression, however you want to classify them. In my mind, those are, those, that's something I'm fighting. Right. And, and the, it's something I'm not in control of. To right. where I've convinced myself, like you were saying earlier, Frank, I've convinced myself that that's not me. Right. Now, there's a... Or I've, I've convinced myself that I've have, I have no control over that. So, it, it, in my own mind, it gives me justification for doing bullshit. Because you could blame someone else. Because I can blame someone else. Right. But, in re- right. Yeah. but in reality, it's me. Right. But it's, it, the thing is, we all have to be accountable. Right. So accountability makes you understand that you are responsible for being attacked. Right. Because you are attacking yourself. Right. Why are you attacking yourself? Because those thoughts in your mind are real. We can't pretend they're not. But we don't have to focus on them so much. That's really where the key lies and not having to focus on the idea and focusing on something else. Something that could be relieving your stress. And, and that's where I fall short is because I don't focus on that. All right. So now what you have to do is find what it is that you enjoy doing truly, honestly. For many people, it could be turning their radio on as loud as they want on their way to work in the morning to get themselves pumped and get themselves in the mood and feeling no, themselves. I, I, right? I, know, I know what those things are for me. I, I do those things to try to cope. But on those days where I can't, those those things don't matter. matter. I'm getting left hooks and apple cuts all over the place. Right. And the reason that these things are dominant in your mind is because something is provoking it. Or is it you provoking it? Is someone it's, it's, provoking it's, it or it's, is it you? It's, it's maybe, it, it's, honestly, <clears throat> it's probably a mixture of both. I'm probably I'm I'm more than likely I'm letting outside forces of worldly stress, life stress fuel those things in my head to where it's well, whatever, nigga. Like I I give an example, right? Like regular everyday shit. Like you know, just even looking for uh even looking for a a good job, something like that, and not finding it or being constantly no. Thank you for your services, but we're not needed at this time. And then shit like that, that constant rejection of trying to get out of where you are right now to do something better. Now, now this is a minor example, but just follow me. And it's, but, but it's not minor. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just because saying. It's it, just like. It's just a, it is a good example because your career, your job, fuel, they finance everything else in your life. When you don't have the the finances other things become affected. So this is a great example because a lot of people go, hell, I'm going through it. So Right. So so when I, so that, so even like trying to apply for jobs and shit like that and that steady, constant rejection fuels those negative thoughts to where, boom, I get hit in the mouth. And then now I am myself, but I'm not myself. To where I'm doing things that it's, it's damn near sometimes like I'm on autopilot where someone else takes over and is not right. now mind you I'm not saying all of this as a justification for anything I am completely responsible for my own actions I'm just you know making a point but it feels like someone has taken the wheel and it's just like alright well we gonna do this who you are 
in conflict with who you think you are. Internal struggle, internal conflict. There's a uh, many books written of all types that relate spirituality to being a warrior. A warrior defends himself. A spiritual battle is you being attacked and trying to defend yourself. Realizing what defending yourself means is a part of spirituality. It's a part of the spiritual journey. What does it mean to defend myself against what? And I think because I've struggled with my spirituality for such a long time, it's made this fight so much harder. It's hard for all of us. No, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt, no right. doubt. It's Not just, to take away from from you, because you no, might I, be going no, through no, a lot more than I am. No, right? and I listen, I don't, listen, this conversation is just, we're just talking, we're just airing out right. things. It's not yeah, like, we I'm don't not, compare. Right, I'm not comparing, my, my situation is no worse than anyone else's it's just we're just but still it's all important yeah we're just we're just right? just because it's out. not me don't mean it's not important to me because if i care about you at any level i care about your well-being mm -hmm. i care about your peace of mind when i say when i leave out of here and i say good night mm -hmm. i mean that right i want you to have a good night's sleep mm -hmm. how can you have a good night's sleep when your mind is in intertwined with all of these not unnecessary stresses mm -hmm. but excess stress yeah excess stress that I'm, excess. That, I'm, that I'm that I'm damn near taking on willingly for no reason that I'm accepting because I'm 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 envious of people who who can block that shit out like I know a lot of people who are able to do that to block out those excess stresses and just work on themselves and I'm not there yet. So I, yeah, exactly. Of course, absolutely. They had to start somewhere, and it's just where I'm at. I welcome all of that shit. And I mean, well, you know, gotta let the toes breathe, beloved. But I just welcoming all of that helps fuel the bullshit that's already there. I'm 4KJ, and I have. An addiction right that's how it starts I'm Frank and I have an addiction mm -hmm. a boogie I'm a boogie and I have an addiction it all start there mm -hmm. just saying fuck pride pride is what got me here mm -hmm. so let's stop using that it's insanity Right, I always use the method of the the fly smacking a window because it thinks it could go through it. Right, the fly smacks the window over and over repeatedly, trying to get out, but it's too stupid to realize that it's doing the same thing. Right, every time it smacks it and it looks at it again, it goes, "Well, here we go," and it tries it again. That's stupidity, and we call it stupid as human beings. But we're doing the exact same thing. We just rationalize it. But we keep repeating the same mistake. Thinking that it's going to produce a different outcome. That's insanity. It's insanity. So I think, and then. But we compromise the insanity. Yeah, and I, and I and I'm, I'm tired of using tired. the excuses. Right, I'm tired. It all begins with accepting 
mm-hmm. the hard truths. And I and I think that's the point I'm at now where I'm just like, that's why I said at the beginning of the show, like, I don't know how to deal with my stress. That's my hard truth. That I that I that I have spent a good amount of time trying to or putting up a front of, you know, I got it all together and mm-hmm. I don't. Here's a here's a story to help subdue that feeling of the stress, right? Your stress specifically. You have to learn to love your stress because it's yours. It's unique. There's no one that has stress like you. Literally, there's no person. They might have the same types of stress, but it's not the same stress. It's all different. It's all unique, right? There's a story of a man who's carrying his cross and he was carrying his cross and he was sick and tired of carrying this cross. It was always weighing him down. And he asked God for a break. So God intervened, pulled him up to this dimension where there was thousands of crosses, all types of sizes. And he said, pick one. You can go ahead. There's many. And he started to look. Some of them were fucking huge. He was like, nah, no way. Some of them he put on his shoulder. He'd walk with him. He'd be like, I don't fit right. Shit hurt my back, my lower back. He sees tiny ones. He's like, oh, I'm a grown ass man. I can't carry this little ass cross. And then he sat down frustrated, stared at one cross and said, you know what? Picks it up, puts it on. He goes, this is the one. This one's perfect. And God said, that's the one you came in here with. Hmm. You got to learn to love your own stress because only you can carry its burden. Well, I I, I think. um, And there's a little bit of hope in that. Yeah. it's No one else can carry your burdens like you. And I think the the evolution of of understanding or the evolution of accepting, like you said, that it's all a journey. It's all a a constant uphill battle is important it's just I've again I've got comfortable with not believing that I've got comfortable with believing that I'm just gonna be this way this is why we have mantras Mm -hmm. the purpose of a mantra a mantra could be whatever you want it could be one word it could be a phrase it could be phrases a mantra is something that you remind yourself of daily Typically when you wake up. Why? Because your mind is already seasoned to think the way it does. You've programmed it after years of feeling this way. Since you were a child. You're not just going to change that because you want to. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes diligence. To wake up and remind yourself. That you think you're a fuck up. And that that's not necessarily so. It doesn't have to be that way. But you think so. So you start to change the way you think. Well, I decided I'm not a fuck up today. And my mantra is that I'm going to do these things. Because I feel like these are righteous. And that's it. Let life come towards me. Um, that... <laughs> 
knowing that. See, even now, I'm even thinking like, knowing that is great, but I've, I've already shot it down without even realizing that it can be done. I've already thought about like, yeah, I can't do that shit, and that's like an example of, you know, that negative thinking to where it's like, yo, that self pity is a motherfucker. No reason to feel sorry for yourself. No, and 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 I I know that, and it's just that shit is just. But hey, you're not alone, cause guess what? I'm guilty of that too. That's the thing that keeps us all in common. These things are held to high regard. They're a big deal when it happens. We just, we're like we're so focused on it when it's happening, like it's a big ass surprise. Right? This is never a huge surprise. We've been dealing with this shit for years. It's only convenient to us to worry about it. But we all suffering from the same shit. Every one of us at some point says, convinces ourselves that we can't do something because of someone else or because of ourselves. Yeah, and that, that line of thinking has gotten me to where I am now. And that's why I'm so committed to breaking that cycle because even in our community that has damn near been the cause of everything especially with like black men because you know we are conditioned to not discuss these things we're conditioned not to feel these things we're conditioned to accept things for what they are and just eat it without understanding that you can change that you can do better you can do more and i think why i speak about mental health so openly is because i want to break that stigma but like you were saying Frank, i gotta start with myself it has to be an example somewhere to where it's like okay well i isn't i am coming from the complete bottom or what I perceive to be the bottom. And I'm working towards pulling myself out of that. To breaking that cycle of what is comfortable. And I, because, it, because in reality it shouldn't be that comfortable. It shouldn't be okay to feel this way. It shouldn't be accepted in my own mind to be like nah this is just what it is. Sometimes what helps us see that emotion a little bit more clearly, self-pity, is humility. Humility is a good factor in helping you see that you're focusing on superficial things, like seeing others suffer. Because when I was in the United States, a majority of my life and I went to Cuba and I saw how people lived out there when I came back I was a different person I didn't see things the same way mm -hmm. I didn't look at money the same way mm -hmm. because I shared their money mm -hmm. and shared the money I had with those around me and yet there was still no food so there was no economy to really even spend the money on because these people are hungry every day and there was no economy. So 
I lived like that for a month with them. Mm-hmm. Starved with them. Sweat with them. Fucking no light. Mosquitoes everywhere. Newborn babies filled with flies. Then I come back here and I see a homeless man pulling chicken McNuggets out of a garbage can. And I'm like, yo, you know what? What am I bitching about? <laughs> what am I bitching about? Yeah, I got I got certain things hard. But then considering seeing what I just saw, how do I got the balls? It's, it's oh, 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 well, not remove yourself, but kind of remove yourself from that line of thinking to where, you know, you understand that it's bigger than you. You naturally remove yourself. Mm-hmm. Charity helps that happen. Doing charity, wherever you see fit to be charitable, humbles you. It makes it makes you understand humility when you see it. And that is a very good factor or something to factor in to negative habits. Is adding a little bit of love. You know, I've I've you know reflected on this mental health journey of mine. I've come to realize that, um, or even I'm like, through this conversation, I've come to realize that um, silver linings are there. I just have to identify them, or I just have to recognize them when they're there. Yeah. So I think I think it's more like I use I use my kids for that. I use my family for that, and but. Um, I don't always make that first and I, that help, that not even helps, that hurts to, to identify, to, to even identify those silver linings where it, that should be apparent. And I think, I think more, more plainly put, I, I, I spend too much time in my head. I spend way too much time in my head. Many of us do. Many of us do. How we escape that, because that's a habit in and of itself. Remember, the brain is only meant to store information, which actually isn't anything. Story information is something you do subconsciously. You don't have to keep remembering shit. It's just there. So you don't do anything to do the first one. Solving problems. How many problems can you possibly have in a day that you really need to take care of? So there's already like two things you just do automatically. The next thing, just focus on what is important and understanding that the thoughts that you feed your body make you same way that you are what you eat. You are what you think. And if your focus is to constantly focus on the negative, then what you think your future is going to be? I, I, you know what? Even with that, I said, I don't know what episode I said it on. Um, I said something about changing your diet and I think that falls in line to what you're saying Frank as far as you know what you um, I think my diet has consisted of, consisted of a tremendous amount of bullshit and negativity to where I've convinced myself that that's all it is and 
I'm at a point now where I'm ready to change my diet. So it's um, it's it's a man. It's 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 a struggle, and I, and you know if anyone is listening, um, well, to those who are listening, it's it's achievable. It's actually is more than achievable. It's it's in your grasp. You can do it. It's just about reminding yourself or having people around you to help you understand that you can, that it can be done. You got to want it. Oh, yeah. You've got to want it. Yeah. Recognizing the issue doesn't change if you don't want it. If, you, if you're comfortable in your issues, you got to want to be better and not for anything, anyone other than yourself. Everyone else is just there to help. Yeah, because wanting better and doing better are two different things. Because even you wanting it means nothing if you don't apply the proper actions to prove it. And I'm at a point now to where my words don't really mean anything. Like, I have to prove it through my actions, through my exhaustive effort into correcting my behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it's, it's I, I think the thing I have learned is that um, it can be done. It just takes a lot of fucking work, more than I've put in previously. But, you know, I, I am committed to breaking the cycle. You know what I mean? For like, for what it's worth, I've spent too much of that time hurting people that I love unintentionally even if the action seemed intentional so I don't I don't want that to kind of be my legacy if that makes sense I want it to be more than just yo, you, he just did some bullshit all the time it wanted to be okay. Well, he he was in a uh, he was in a space where things were they seemed bleak, and he pulled himself out of it. Not for anyone else, not for recognition or to appease anyone else. It was just for myself because that getting to that state will be my peace of mind. And that, my friend, is inner peace. And that's that's what I'm chasing. Inner peace. I've I've had created such turmoil in myself that I'm ready to just clean house and just burn it all to the ground and rebuild. Because I, I like I said I, I shouldn't have. And then you know it's funny like. Always, whenever things happen like this in my life where everything goes to shit, I always have epiphanies like this and they shouldn't happen in this manner. I don't want to have my epiphanies in the middle of chaos. I I, I feel like I, sh- I shouldn't have them in the middle of that chaos because, because of what, because of how it happens, because of the people that I hurt, because of the people that it affects because of the things that I unintentionally destroy. 
Astro too. And here's the other thing. First and foremost, you can't have love for something else unless you learn to appreciate to have love for yourself. So if you constantly have the other habit of vilifying yourself every chance you get, then there's your enemy right there. Right. And and let, I don't want to get this misconstrued. I don't I was never without any lack of love. But I have through my own I don't know what's the word through my own process, I guess, or through my own coming of age, I've created these things that seem bigger than what they are. I've created these things that seem undefeatable. I've created this Goliath in my head that I look at daily again because I'm picturing it as some, something else when it's really just me. So I've been picturing this Goliath that's staring at me that's, again, telling me as often as possible, you ain't going to be shit. And guess what? He's not the Goliath. He's the fucking tiny cricket from Pinocchio standing in front of a magnifying glass and then blown up. That doubt isn't stronger than you. You're the Titan. That little tiny doubt is convincing you that it's bigger than you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fighting that. Right. It's fighting that. Because at the end of the day, you are you. Right. You. It is you too. Right. So it's just you can it. be you without it. Right. But it can't be you without you. So it's it's like you're saying it's about accepting that as me, and not as some imaginary figure, not some villain in my brain that I've created. So yeah, that's where that's kind of where I'm at. Just. Accepting, like you were saying, Frank, accepting my flaws and recognizing that that is a part of who I am, good or bad. And and understanding that I do have control over that, even though I feel like I don't. Amen. So, hope y'all learned something. I mean, I think I think from this conversation, I, I wanted to... Um, share that because I know there's people out there who deal with similar things, who battle with ideas of who battle with not even ideas, who battle with thoughts of self-doubt and self-pity and just feeling lower than what you really are and you know, if you didn't if you didn't take anything away from this conversation, just take away that you can pull yourself from out of it. That it is a, that is it is achievable. Because, trust me, you don't want to be where I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a, um ideal place to be. But even in this space, you know, coming out of the other side is still achievable. It always is. The illusion is feeling like you can't. Right. So it's about breaking that illusion. So, um... Yeah, man. I, I I think this was like the, even the the show the show in itself is cathartic for me because even though 
usually we don't talk about we don't have these type of conversations speaking about the regular topics that we do have helps in a small way it absolutely does it helps it's a checkpoint yeah it's a checkpoint because I've I've learned that this is exclusively tied to my well-being my mental well-being doing this show and being able to speak to y'all and have these type of conversations so you know I thank y'all for listening I appreciate you Frank I appreciate you a boogie I appreciate everyone who is you know, ever listen to me while I've been in those um, moments and those who I love that I have unintentionally hurt. I love you too. So I say all that to say, um, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, we have an announcement next week. I'll, uh, say that shit next week I don't feel like really saying that now but um you know in the meantime in between time follow the show on everything uh shit I even shout out I ain't shout out the squash uh follow a celestial goddess for your holistic healing uh follow at ivy's tico for all your herbal needs follow frankie at frankie metal frankie metals my bad follow a boogie at peacock under pressure Follow for the stress. Follow me, 4KJ. You know what I mean? Um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all listening. Conversations for the stress. Because it's needed. See y'all next week.